Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. In this week's episode, Anna Louise is visiting Chestnut Tree Stables in Newmarket to find out all about National Racehorse Week. Plus, we're making our very own hobby horses at home. My name is Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. So Anna Louise is at the Chestnut Tree Stables to find out all about National Racehorse Week. It's taking place from the 10th to the 18th of September, with venues including training yards opening their doors to showcase the lives that racehorses lead. It's your chance to meet the stars of British horse racing. So Anna Louise, how are you getting on? I'm making my way onto the busy yard and as I look up I'm greeted by lots of happy hungry faces staring at me through big open windows into their stables. Yes that's right I'm standing face to face with 30 racehorses. They're very friendly and I'm making my way into the barn where they live. Now some of these are very young and they're only just starting out on their racehorse career and some of these have been doing it for a long time and have already picked up Lots of achievements in their careers and lots of placings in the races. I'm meeting Linda Murphy, who is the racing secretary. That means she runs the ship here, keeping everything organised, and she even enters the horses into the races. So horses like a routine, which um, they seem to thrive on. They like to know when their food is coming, when their breakfast is coming, when their dinner's coming. So, it lasts, really. Yeah, so basically in a racing yard, the day is broken into two sections. The assistant trainer would start at 5am. Wow. And the horses will get their breakfast at 5 o'clock in the morning. So that's very early, isn't it? And then the rest of the staff will start at 6 and the horses will be mucked out, which is the dirty job, which nobody else likes. Get your shovel yeah, when you rakes and cleaning them out. <laughs> and then they get ridden. The horses get ridden, um, and that takes all morning. Then, and they finish about eleven thirty. Keeps it nice and interesting for the horse. So I imagine they need lots of stimulation because they're very yeah. clever animals. I mean. They are clever, but they do thrive on routine. So it's pretty much the same. They know when they're going to exercise. They know when they come in, they'll be fed again. And then they know when it gets to the end of the morning, that's their downtime. We're making our way down the yard now, past doors and doors of stables full of horses that are either sleeping or chilling out and resting, putting their feet up and having a lay down and a snooze. But the humans around them are very, very busy. It's all hustle and bustle and go. The jockeys and the grooms are running up and down with buckets, with tools and equipments, with head collars where they may have taken the horses out to the field or brought them back in. They do their best. They work hard at their jobs to keep these horses feeling good. And we're walking down to meet famous footsteps one of the working racehorses here who's actually due to race in not long at all and I can see her now she's very tall with big eyes she's a beautiful bay colour which means like a rich brown colour in the coat really shiny really soft her nose feels like rubber and her coat feels like silk I'm guessing she must have been freshly washed this morning (laughs) a bit like us with the shower gel and what makes Famous Footsteps such a winner? well she's got the will to win which is what they need and she's also got the ability because it, if they've got absolutely no ability it doesn't matter all all the trying in the world isn't going to make them into a winner it's a bit like an athlete if somebody can't run very fast physically you're not going to make them run very fast so she's got ability 
and the will as well. So with the mind and the body both working together, that's why she's a winner. I'm making my way behind the stables where there's lots of exercise equipment, a bit like a horsey gym. Now, just like you or me, the horses can have a go on the horse treadmill. It switches up their usual regime and routine to keep it interesting as the trainers keep them fit, ready for their big races. And this particular treadmill the horses can walk trot canter and gallop they're the different paces walking trotting is jogging cantering is running and galloping is sprinting and you might be able to hear a creaking in the distance in the background that's the sound of the horse walker where multiple numbers of horses sometimes five sometimes six sometimes up to ten horses can all walk together round and round to keep them busy to keep their minds active and to keep them most importantly moving if they've had a more steady day and they need to get their steps in a bit like us when we're tracking how far we're walking or how many steps we've been climbing and we're making our way around the back where there's lots and lots of paddocks now this is the place where the horses just get to be horses they get to see their friends they get to talk to them through the fence they get to nibble on some grass they can roll around on the ground they can jump up and they can stretch their legs and a lot of them right now in the distance are prancing showing off because they've seen me in the mic with their tails high in their air their ears pricked their eyes wide (laughs) And I can spot the trainer, Ray Guest. He is the racing trainer. Ray, what inspired you to start training horses? Well, uh, my family have all been involved in racehorses. Uh, so I was, from a young child, interested in racehorses. And then I was a jockey. And then natural, to, well, not natural, but next thing was to be a trainer when I finished riding. How much time as a trainer, Ray, do you still get with the horses just, yeah. you know, relaxing and chilling and well, for you? Like, like tonight, we're turn, I've just turned some out and I like watching them turned out. Not every racing stable does this because they haven't got the space. We've got a lot of space, so we're lucky. Uh, but uh, I'm lucky because I've only got 30 horses, so I can spend time. Some trainers have got 200, so if they gave them a minute every day, they, they get around all of them just about you know so i'm lucky i can spend a lot of time with them and it's important to you ray that your horses get time out in the field to just be horses and to frolic and to roll and to gallop and to prance around yeah i like i think so and i say a lot of places haven't got the facilities all the time to do it so we're very lucky and coming up it's national racehorse week what's it all about sam yeah so national racehorse week is running between the 10th and the 18th of september and it gets people the chance to come into the yard they're open for week um, to see a bit behind the scenes and what you wouldn't see at the race course and see how they're trained, how they're kept. Um, So there'll be different things where you exercise your horses whether that be a swimming pool, you might be able to see a horse swim, horse train on the equisizer and different things like that Um, all open between the 10th and the 18th of September. And you might see them on a treadmill as well, galloping along Linda, you're opening up your gates what can everyone see when they walk in through your doors? Yeah, well we will be open on the Sunday which is the last day of the week so that's Sunday the 18th of September Um, and we'll be open from 9am until 12.30 I think and basically people will get to come into the yard they can walk freely around the yard see all the horses talk to Ray the trainer talk to the staff we will have a equisizer machine which is what the jockeys train on to get their fitness to simulate riding in a race so people will be able to have an attempt on that if they want to and um, 
and there'll be teas and coffees, refreshments, and they will be able to watch a horse on the treadmill, which is just like the human form of a treadmill, what you see at the gym, and basically just have a proper look behind the scenes. And stroke those soft, soft noses. Yeah. My favourite part of a horse. <laughs> Where are all the details? Where can we find the details for National Racehorse Week? So if you go on um, to the internet and you search in National Racehorse Week, um, you'll get to the website and you can put in your postcode to see um, what is it well what is the closest centre to you um so wherever you are in the country and hopefully you'll be able to you know sign up and get there oh she was in her element there thanks Anna Louise National Racehorse Week is taking place at the 10th to the 18th of September you can find out what's happening near you if you go to nationalracehorseweek.uk pretty simple right now though here's what else is happening across the UK thanks Bex tell me do you think robots can care Well, you can find out at the Thackeray Medical Museum in Leeds. This exhibition offers visitors the chance to explore robots designed to care for humans. It tells the story of how care robots have been imagined, designed and built through history and into the present. Plus, keep an eye out for regular opportunities to meet and interact with the robots. Find out what else is on and how to get tickets at thackerymuseum.co.uk. Plus, hop in the car, get the seatbelts on and drive through Blair Drummond's Safari Park in Stirlingshire, Scotland to see if you can spot giraffes, rhinos and zebras and find black and white ruffled lemurs, elephants, meerkats, penguins and wallabies as you explore the rest of the park on foot. Top off your family day out with a boat trip around Chimp Island too. More info can be found at blairdrummond.com. Plus, as you heard earlier, National Racehorse Week is taking place from the 10th to the 18th of September 2022. There's loads of fascinating places to visit across the country where you can meet racehorses up close and personal. You'll have the chance to meet racehorsing stars, talk to the people who care for the animals, and watch family-friendly demonstrations and see exciting displays. Most events are free of charge. There are more than 11,000 spaces available, and you can book your tickets at nationalracehorseweek.uk. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, Adam. Remember, whatever you do, we want to know about it, mostly because we're a little bit nosy, let's be honest. Uh, head to funkidslive.com slash activityquest and you could be in a future episode. We've launched a brand new feature there where you can record messages and send them in to us. It's super easy. All you got to do is tap the big red button, record your message, and your voice might be in a future episode of Activity Quest. You'll technically, I think, be a guest presenter. You can tell us where you've been, what you've got up to, or give us a step-by-step tutorial of something you've made. So, just now, we heard from Anna Louise at Stables in Newmarket. And if you can't get to a National Racehorse Week event near you, how about you make your own? 
As it is National Racehorse Week, I thought we could make our own hobby horses so we can try our own show jumping around our gardens. Now, if you haven't heard of a hobby horse before, you probably have seen one. It's made of a stick with like a horse's head on the end and then you kind of hop your leg over it and you can ride around and pretend that you are a jockey. So the first thing that you're going to need is a stick. I'm using a bamboo stick. You can buy these at garden centres and they're usually used for keeping plants upright. Of course, any long stick would be perfect. If you find a long stick in the woods, you could use that or you could use something like an old broom handle. You'll also need cardboard, craft decorations and some wool, ribbon or crepe paper. So the first thing that you want to do is draw a big horse's head side on on cardboard. I'm using an old box from packaging and carefully copying a picture that I found online. I've just Googled it. Now, you can get an adult to help you with this. Horses are notoriously hard to draw. Even amazing artists find horses hard to draw. So once you've made your horse's head, you want to cut it out. And then once you've cut it out, you want to then trace around it on another piece of cardboard because you're going to need one for either side of your stick and then cut that out. So you want to imagine they are kind of like opposite. So when you put them together, they will match completely and the ears will like seal at the same place. So it'll look like one piece. So you want to be colouring or painting the outside of them. So I've just put like a little note on mine just to say that is the side that I'm going to colour. So the next thing that I'm doing is I'm going to hole punch along the mane so that I can use those little holes to tie wool to make the mane of the horse. So you can use wool for this, you could use string, you could use ribbon or you could even use crepe paper and if you have none of them feel free to get a piece of paper, cut pieces out and make that into a hair. Now I think it looks lovely if you use wool and I'm just basically just tying on each piece to a piece where it's got a hole punch in to make this lovely mane of long hair. I'm then going to decorate the side. I've got some paints, I've got some glitter. I really do believe that everything looks better with glitter, so I'm making my horse nice and glittery. I've got a googly eye and I've painted them all and now I just need to let it dry. Okay, so my paint is all dry and what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick put glue all over the inside and then sticking the two sides together over the stick so that the head is stuck to the stick and then to make sure that it sticks down properly together I've just got a big book like a big cooking book and I've popped it on the top to make sure that as it dries those sides stick together and once it's dried you can basically add reins so add a big ribbon from one side to the other I've just stuck mine down with a little bit of sticky tape and there you go you have your own hobby horse that you've made yourself and now you can pretend to be a jockey on a racehorse um, I've used cushions to set up horse jumps around my garden to jump over and then you can have a race with your friends if they've made their own hobby horse or you can take it in turns and time yourself and see if you can get faster and faster and faster or maybe you want to put an extra cushion on and see if you can jump over an extra cushion and basically pretend that you're a horse rider doing some horse jumping it is a lot of fun um, you can also make your hobby horse into a hobby horse unicorn all you have to do is add a horn instead of just quitting out a standard horse and there you go, a fun craft that you can do at home during National Racehorse Week.
Hey, thanks, Meg. That sounds brilliant. Uh, remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to anytime. If you're after some more suggestions of stuff to do, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. Whatever you do, and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex, and this has been the podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you soon. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.